Gypsies don't do well inside stone walls. But you're not like other gypsies. They are evil. Who told you that? My master, Frollo. He raised me. How can such a cruel man have raised someone like you? Cruel? Oh, no. He saved my life. He took me in when no one else would. I am a monster, you know. He told you that? Look at me. Give me your hand. Why? Just let me see it. Hmm. A long lifeline. Oh, and this one means you're shy. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, that's funny. What? I don't see any. Any what? Monster lines. Not a single one. Now you look at me. Do you think I'm evil? No. No, no, you you were kind and good and 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 a gypsy. everyone welcome to the podcast that's us look what you made me view that's us this is the podcast where i celebrate easter with my meester oh okay i'm kaylee i'm ryan the meester apparently easter if i picked a day to fly it would be today the festival of fools the festival oh festival of fools um i thought it was the festival of fun it is not well, I was just looking at one of the old VHS boxes, and that's what it says. Welcome to the Festival festival of Fun, or something like that. Well, I mean, like... They don't want to put fools on the uh, cover, because yeah, no, you as the consumer may feel like a fool. Uh, you may feel like, hey, that's kind of a rude thing to say about people. Yeah, well, them fools. Don't make. I'm not a fool. I don't, don't want to. I don't want to join a festival of fools. Yeah, I, I think I'm good. So this week we watched. If you haven't figured it out yet, if you didn't read the description, we watched The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney movie from 1996. I'm gonna read the back of the box. Inspired by Victor Hugo's classic novel, Disney brings the heroic adventures. <laughs> Of Quasimodo, the gentle and lonely bell ringer of Notre Dame, to spectacular life. This critically acclaimed Disney masterpiece is an uplifting, thrilling story with a heart-touching message that emerges from the comedy and song. That's by a quote by Roger Ebert. From the Chicago Sun-Times. At the urging of his hilarious gargoyle pals, Victor, Hugo, and Laverne, Quasimodo leaves... Oh my God, it's literally Victor Hugo. (sighs) Okay. Quasimodo leaves the solidarity, uh, the solitary safety of his tower, venturing out to find his first true friend, the... Romani, beautiful Esmeralda. Wait, did you replace that? I did. Ooh. The most unlikely of heroes, Quasi fights to save the people and the city he loves and, in turn, helps us to see people for who they are rather than who they appear. The star-studded voice cast includes Jason Alexander, Tom Hulse, Kevin Klein, and Demi Moore. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, in a magnificent Disney musical from renowned composer Alan Menken, The End. The Endkin. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so, tell me more. Uh, yeah, I, I was trying to pinpoint voices. It was difficult. The only person I even, I mean, I, I couldn't name Kevin Klein specifically, but I still knew who I was I thought about. for sure you were going to get Demi Moore, though. I thought yeah. that was going to be the one that you picked. I wish I had, because, yeah, she was driving me crazy, that one. Yeah. Um, Frollo is Tony J. And I Who feel like I have to explain this. Yeah. He does a bunch of, he's a voice actor. Um, and he does really? a bunch of Disney villains. He does okay. the tiger from the Jungle Book. Oh, it, so he's the uh, the popcorners hat guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's definitely a villain voice. He is, and he has a pretty good singing voice too. I mean, it's I'm, pretty good, and I like when he does this. But then he goes, "You cannot go outside, Quasimoto." <laughs> Because it would not be good. Yeah, he's got to talk a little bit and then sing a lot and then yes. talk a little uh, bit. Yeah, it, uh, wow. It's fun. Um, it's a musical. <laughs> it is what it is. It is musical. Um, that's that's just the nature of it. There are so many songs in this film. I did not count them, but oh my god, it takes up most of the movie. I well. I mean, I thought it was going to be worse because it starts really heavy with it. It does. Yeah, it's like back to back. It, yeah, it feels like it's going to be like this for a while, and then it lets up. That's kind of what like actual musicals do. No, I'm saying actual musicals. <laughs> Broadway musicals are like that. They're like really, really intensely music heavy, and then we have to like have some emotion, some drama, so the music lightens up a bit. And then, like, at the end, there's a lot of big, intense music. Big, intense music. Yeah, so... That is an understatement when you're talking about this movie, because holy shit, it does that Disney thing, like, times ten with the music. This is part of the reason why I brought this film. We have Easter coming up. Literally tomorrow when we're recording this. Well, yeah, this isn't coming out around Easter, so... It's coming out around Easter, and we have to watch it eventually. Well, I, mean, I needed an excuse a, to... The week after. Slip this one in and just be done with it. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound dirty. Well, my family wasn't Catholic. We were Baptist and like pretty strict Baptist, so... It's a very religious film, but I want to be clear. We owned we owned this movie on VHS, but could not watch it except for special occasions. Okay. Okay. Why would that be? Because this movie is so dark. Oh yeah, and it does not paint the church in a good light. Uh, right. But it's still hyper religious either way. It is. It is. Um, but it's also sexy. It's very sexy. This film is hot. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because of all the fire in the movie. Only because it's kind of realistic. Like, yeah, there, there'd there be some sexual tension with these characters here. Yeah. I mean, no, especially clearly. him. He's all lonely and stuff. You know he's thirsty as hell. Oh, quasi? Yeah. 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 He's got to be. Let him drink. Why not? <laughs> you know, why not? It's a very sexual film for it being a kid's film. Yeah. But no, we were only allowed to watch this on special occasions. And what were those occasions? Um, uh, conversations about 
uh, premarital relationships. You're watching a movie while you're having a conversation. No, no, no. Like if the conversation presented itself at any point, this movie would be on Burger. a day later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, or just like what are other religions like? Because Baptists view Catholicism as a separate religion. Or at least the Baptists that I grew up with. So anytime there was like question, like, what are other religions like? Well, this is what Catholics are like, right? Like, that's the view that's presented. (laughs) So different. Yeah. So different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I'm bringing this because it's a very musical film. It was a big part of my childhood because it scared the living shit out of me. And it's religious. And... Uh, the music in it, I always felt like is just amazing. So I wanted to bring it to my musical partner. I, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Because no. you know I don't like stuff like this. You I know, know you don't this like is, musicals. When I don't like musicals, it's because they're like this. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, but we just saw a musical kind of recently. So let's let's illustrate why uh, one of the reasons I think musicals are kind of whack. Like at the beginning of this movie, he's singing his ass off. Mm-hmm. He's in the uh, and he's not. Nobody knows he's there, right? Like he's supposed to be hidden from the world until uh, you know pretty early in the movie. But in the meantime, he's singing and he's standing on top of the church, yeah, and just belting yeah. as if nobody would hear this, yeah, like. Everyone would hear this. this <laughs> so is, everybody's going to know he's there by default. This is Metal Gear rules. Like, there's no way you can just run around a map I didn't do it. in a box. It wasn't me. I and, didn't bring and up Metal Gear. Nobody knows. <laughs> I'm calling it, no, no, no. I'm calling it like stage rules. Fine. Like stage yeah, rules. But that's what I'm saying is it breaks some of the, uh, the reality for me. It's, yeah, I have to suspend like disbelief. Because they're singing, <laughs> I have the to justify talking this. gargoyles didn't do that for oh, you. Oh well, we yeah, we definitely have to address that. I, I just I, I wanna I wanna roll back for like two seconds. I love the way this whole thing starts because it starts like a book, and that's fun for me. Well, because it's based on it's a book, based on a book. Which side note? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> do I do I get it out of the way? You certainly may. Uh, the only reason I thought I had seen this movie is because an ex of mine was very much into Victor Hugo, mm. and I'm pretty sure I was made to watch this. And then for the remainder of this episode, I will reserve all judgment. Moving on. <sighs> the opening of this film is gorgeous. We open up and we are like up in the clouds. We are in God's perspective. It is nice, yeah. And then we look down on Earth. That's a fascinating way to start this, mm-hmm. you know? And then uh, we zoom into the city and we start to like get into who's who and what's going on here. I was still kind of confused, but um, there's a bit of a, a leader of the pack of sorts for just the party, right? Yeah. Um, he is, as they are known in this movie, Gypsy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just to elaborate... This shit is crazy from the jump. Like they're just talking about like problems with gypsies. Like what the fuck kind of movie is this? It's why would that be a target for this? I I don't understand. It's the book. Is it really okay? So that does make sense. Um, 
Victor Hugo uses that word. I don't like using it. The people that are represented here are the Romani people from northern India. So they show up in France. We're in like 1480-something. Remember that show about the Romani people? Um, Are you talking about my big fat gypsy wedding? No, there was a TV show. Remember, it was like a reality show. What was that show? I thought it was called My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Oh. Or am I thinking, I'm, I, Maybe I'm that combining is two different shows. You might be right, actually. I think I'm combining two shows. Because um, they did also do like First Communion or um, kind of like a quinceanera. I don't know what it's called so, in this context. So it's just interesting to me because that kind of um, exposes a lot of just the current state of Romani people and, you know, how weird it is to even have a label such as Gypsy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you're right. This is based on some old-ass book. It is. I love saying it that way. That's a good way to some put it. Some old-ass book. Yeah. And that that is uh, pretty bad. But Disney is willing to just... Go with it. This is 1996 Disney. Hey, you don't tell me. You don't have to tell me. Okay. What 1996 was like. Okay. This is like Disney that will uh, include rope swinging and <laughs> or surfboarding slash skateboarding in every movie. I'm thinking like Tarzan. Yeah, that they do that in this. Deal. I mean, it's yeah, in this. and they do it in this too. He, he slides down the damn roof on a panel like he's surfing. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's crazy. Beautiful. The whole film, gorgeous, right? But Disney was obsessed with these two things in the 90s. You're talking about those two things. I'm talking about those two things. (laughs) All right. So big choir, blah, whatever. Um, And then we zoom into the city. And gypsies be stealing. (laughs) That's what they show us at the beginning of the movie. She, okay, Esmeralda is doing a little dance to get some money. Yeah. Like she do. The, the movie shows them like yeah. as mischievous and 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 long. No, no, no. She did not steal any money. Didn't she is though? doing a dance, earning money on the street, doing a dance, and then the soldiers come up and they're like, "You must have stolen this money." And then a <laughs> so horse dramatic. sits like, on a guy. The whole damn thing is so dramatic. It is this whole movie, but especially the beginning. It's especially, especially the beginning. It's especially. Especially. That's all. I'm going to leave yes. right there. Um, I think we get a lot of um, the lead Romani guy, the storyteller here. His name is uh, Clopin. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love this guy. Uh, did we find out who's doing yes. his voice? Because he was great. Um, and I think he's in the second one, which we started to watch grab it. like the first few minutes of the sequel. And oh, boy. Boop, boop, boop. Very, very different. Uh, Paul Candle. <laughs> Candel. Paul Candel. Paul Candle. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, let's go with Paul Candle. <laughs> it's K-A-N-D-E-L. Oh. So I'm really not sure. Yeah. Um, also a voice actor, does a lot of voices for Disney. I, I think it goes without saying. Yeah. He's a voice actor because they voice act in this movie. He looks like Kelsey Grammer. Um, I think hmm. they could be related somehow. But anyway, Clopan's great. 
Um, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. But I was I brought this up. I'm sorry. I brought this up because I feel like we really get a sense of like how dramatic the facial features are going to be from Clopan. Like in the beginning, he's doing a little puppet show. Yeah, and we're like, okay, oh yeah, we're gonna get some faces. I love the voice Got he it. does for the puppet. Me. Yeah, it's it sounds kind of like Elmo, but cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck Elmo. Fuck Elmo. <laughs> She's doing a dance for some money. Some soldiers come in. We get a sense of what that dynamic is like. And this is where our lead guy, Kevin Klein, comes in um, and announces like he's a guard. Yeah. He seems pretty chill from the top, though. Like, you get the impression that uh, he doesn't, yeah, he's not here to stir anything up. Yeah. Right? Like, no. th- they they do a good job tonally here at letting you know what's going on, like, right away. He's trying to say he's one of the good cops. Well, yeah. He's not really a cop, though. This dude's like, uh, I get the impression he was in the military. Yeah. And then they bring him back to kind of be a policeman, and he's not with that. Well, let's talk about the logistics of that. He's a soldier. He gets called back from the war. Yeah. To continue to be a soldier, but to fight like French citizens. Yeah. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Right? And he doesn't seem to be on board with it, but also, like, while all of this is being explained to him, some guy is getting whipped in the background. That scream haunts my dreams. <laughs> okay? I remember hearing that as a kid. And yeah. freaking the fuck out. Dude, he says, uh, it, when they go into that, it, it, he... Um He's telling the guy, you got to wait between lashes. Yeah. Because he's got to let, or otherwise it just blends into the next one. It's like, what the hell? Doug, I don't know if anybody what else out there on the podcast was spanked as a kid, but I was. And let me tell you, my parents did this and I thought about that line every single time. That's rough. Oh my God. Like that's the kind of stuff that like haunts kids. Yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. You know? yeah, I don't know why Disney has to put this kind of shit in here. I didn't need scary movies. I had the church. Like, I, I'm good. I don't want to watch scary movies because just the animated movies that I was watching as a kid, fucking terrifying. Yeah. He smashes a whole bunch of bugs. There are plenty of scary moments in this, like really intimidating uh, angles of the villain. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it does remind me. I remember like one, uh, 101 Dalmatians, Cruella DeVille, certain moments in uh, that original. Um, when she's um, driving her car and it starts to like yep, break apart yep, yep. and like there's fire. And, yep, oh, yep. yeah. I know that face. Terrifying. Yeah. Also, haunts my nightmares. That's the whole point of this, though, right? Like, that's the whole point of Disney movies. They're meant to be like fun and, why, and comedy, uh, but is, also yeah, scary. Yeah, this is why I never really got into Disney, though, because it's not necessarily morality as much as it is just like a mind fuck. It, it is. It plays with emotions. Yeah. And, and you, you know, um, I'm very adverse to anything that just intentionally pushes the emotional buttons just to, to get that reaction um, instead of like genuinely evoking it. Uh, when you're playing on things easily, right? Like you just you just show a do- uh, somebody killing a dog, and you know people are gonna like be upset about it, right? Yeah. Like if you want people to be upset, that's an easy thing to do, and and sometimes this shit is just too blatantly um, button pushy. Here's my thing: I don't like that. 
I can be cleaning the house or like folding laundry, minding my own goddamn business. <laughs> and then my kid is watching Moana and the... I have crossed the horizon to find you. Like that comes on, and I suddenly get really emotional. <laughs> I'm like, "Bitch, I'm I'm folding laundry. Like, leave me alone." <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, they have it down to a science. Yeah, these Disney people and kids are like super resonant to like anything. You know, that's an emotional shift. So if it's yeah. hitting us as adults that easily, you know, it's fucking with kids. And that's to your point. Like, some of this stuff is just really scary. Uh, for little kids. Yeah, I mean, these these songs, these hyper-emotional songs are like MSG to children, right? right? Like, our kid will obsessively watch Moana and Frozen. Mm-hmm. Like, she will watch it back-to-back over and over again if I would let her. And I think it's just like that emotional response. She does feel very empowered mm-hmm. watching these girls cross the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like this is is all it is about. It is not okay. Like I don't. I don't want to be sidelined by like intense feelings while I'm just trying to do my thing. Yeah. This movie. Okay. The song that gets me is the out there one where he's like. At the beginning of the film, he's running around the church and he's talking about like what is it like to be out there (sighs) among the people, and let me tell you, like. I took this in a completely different way later in life. I was like, oh my God, like what would it be like if I could just like be out and proud and and look at all these other beautiful people that are like out and proud and doing their thing. Like what if I could be like them? Um, This song is so fucking good. Okay. Come at me. Like (laughs) it's so good. The... Artwork for this is beautiful. There, it's yeah. like all golden hour, like Casey Musgraves, just gorgeous lighting. Huh? It's golden hour. I don't think so. Yes, man. and and like the sun is kind of coming through the church. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. It's beautiful. Um, I I thought you just meant because the animation is really well done. It's just, it's yeah, really it, good. It's got good movement, and um, I don't think the characters are that interesting looking i mean you think about esmeralda she's pretty generic actually Um, she's i like the way that her hair is animated yeah because it's poofy hair like that that is how fluffy hair should behave but they basically just gave her big eyebrows and said see you later kind of i don't know i think they put in a lot of work with Quasimodo. Like, how? What was the planning process like for his character design? I had a thought that um, they should do a live version of this and have Patton Oswalt play Quasimodo. That's so insulting. Why, Why would you say that? Because he's he's got a good disposition for it. What do you mean? Uh, he could do this role. He would work. How okay? How what, he's a what? little dude. He's wow. What? What? Okay, continue. <laughs> he's a little dude. Okay. I think he would do well in the role if they did a live action version of it. Does Patton Oswald sing? Does he sing Jeremy Piven? <laughs> <laughs> Does he sing Jeremy Piven? Does he sing? I don't know that he sings. I that's- think it would. Well, that's part of the fun. 
is I think it'd be funny as shit for him just to, to sing this. Put him on stage and see if he can sing. Because I think that's important, actually, to make him really kind of not attractive and not really like that great at anything. It's 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 an unfortunate person to be, Quasimodo. Okay. Question. <laughs> Does Quasimodo have to be bad at stuff just because he's not good looking? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> he is an intensely good singer. Is that what I'm saying? Are I... you trying to imply that <laughs> because he is not good looking, he must be bad at everything? Is that what I'm saying? No, no, no. I, well, you know, he's <laughs> he's. He's so sheltered. I'm shocked at how articulate he is, one. He lives um, in a church. All they do is talk and sing. Okay. Okay. Fair he's, enough. He's great fair at enough. both. Um, all right. All right. Well, I'm more shocked that he can sculpt an entire town out of wood. Like, where would he pick up that skill? Huh? Yeah. He read about it, I guess. Can he read? <laughs> Whoa! Do we wait a minute. Know? Wait a minute. You just you just argued that all they do is talk and sing, but th- so they just don't read. I mean, he's reading the Bible at least. He's got to be reading the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So he's got to be. But reading. I mean, he's repeating the alphabet at the beginning of the film, <laughs> or is that just a, like a a? Is it the ABCs of prayer? Because he's saying <laughs> A is for. Oh! Oh yeah! Yeah. He tests them on. Yeah. I love that D is oh, for no. damnation, E is for eternal no, no. damnation. It's not he, it's not him testing him on the alphabet per se. It's he's using the alphabet to like give him words like uh religious words, yes. uh, faith-based words. Okay, so we can read. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would say so. So we are arguing that he learned how to whittle by reading. <laughs> 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 Hold the knife. Angle the wood. Do we second the motion? Yes, continue. Okay. We kind of have the premise of what's going on here. Uh, we get to the Festival of Fools, and like, this is a hard scene. I thought it was hard, like, as hell. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, it was it's pretty so bunk. <laughs> no, he gets like strapped down to this oh, giant oh, rotating thing and oh, like people are throwing no, stuff. No, no, no. So the, the, um, the festival was bussing for a second and yeah. then they elected this dude king of ugliness. <laughs> and then, it was, then it got real. I rough. remember it being like the citizens who start throwing stuff at him. It's the guards and then everybody else kind of like follows suit. I don't remember it being like that when I was a kid, but show enough. Here's yeah. how it happened. It, it, yeah, it gets really dark. It um, does. It's I don't really know why they would have to go this far here. The angles, and he's like calling out for help, and yeah, the guy is just they like, start nah. Around, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely horrifying. Uh, scared me to death as a kid, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, there's some really dark stuff in here. I mean, I guess it's all from the book, right? No. No? It oh. is not. Oh, there are boy. some major liberties taken here. <laughs> and um, Are there any Liberty Universities? No, but as our child sings, often there are Liberty, Liberty. liberty. <laughs> 
so he in the book ends up getting tied up and like has all of this happen as punishment because Frollo sends him to kidnap Esmeralda. He gets caught trying to kidnap Esmeralda and gets in trouble with the law. And then he gets punished, and this thing happens. In this thing. Yeah, okay, so furthermore, while we're talking about the book, because this is why I don't like Victor Hugo, I'm going to state my claim and then Go be done. It. He has to interconnect absolutely everything. There's a character that they completely eliminate from this, um, and it's Esmeralda's mom. Okay. So at the beginning of the book, Esmeralda's mom has a baby... Esmeralda. Wait, no, no. I, I thought this movie starts with the parents. Hold tight. Okay. Hold tight. Just tight, tightly tight. held. Okay. So uh, the Romani people kidnap her baby, replace that baby with Quasimodo. She's so freaked out and disgusted by Quasimodo and so convinced that the Romani people ate her actual baby that she takes Quasimodo to the church and puts him on a special spot that's for giving up kids. And then he's raised in the church. Yeah, the giving up kids place. Later, Esmeralda's mom hates Romani people, is a huge bigot, finds out that Esmeralda is actually her daughter, has a huge change of heart about all of this, but not... uh, doesn't end happy because the mom immediately dies after finding out. And then also Esmeralda gets hung. Nice. And Which almost happens in this, basically. Kind of. So Quasimodo gets so upset about this, he pushes Frollo off of the church and then he like disappears and is never seen again. Right. The book ends with somebody years later finding a deformed skeleton so interwoven with a a woman's skeleton that they cannot be pulled apart Ooh. without destroying both of them or 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 just his i forget how all of that works but the whole premise of this is quasimodo dug through the pile of of bodies after the romani massacre found hers and then bolted and then he died that's Weird. the end of the book. Like, it's so different. Um, our our lead dude here, who's supposed to be the hero, he is engaged to a bigot who wants to kill all the Romani people, but ends up seducing Esmeralda. It's a whole thing. Like, there are no good people here. I mean, Esmeralda, what's wrong with her? Nothing, I guess. Yeah, Esmeralda's chilling. Yeah. She's not even technically Romani, is she? Because her yeah, mom I don't think is. So. Yeah. Unless her dad is. I'm not sure. I mean, in this. Yeah. She probably is. Because they, they're simplifying. I mean, especially based on what you're saying. I've ranted on this for way too long. At the Festival of Fools. <laughs> <laughs> There's this cool moment where a guy is wearing a horse costume that has two asses, and he's also yeah. holding up a sign that has arrows pointing in opposite directions. Yeah. Like, as if people don't get the joke, they also <laughs> include that. That's nice. Also, uh, during the festival, this poor old guy, he's like in a cage or whatever, and he gets broken out for some crazy reason. And he's like, I'm free. And then he immediately yeah. ends up 
back in captivity. That, I felt really bad about that old guy. I did too, but the yeah. ending, like his story arc is he gets out of that and then he falls into the sewer and there's like a little sign and it says Mon Sewer. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. cute. Mon Sewer. The little bits of comedy in this are few and far between, but I think they are pretty good. Like I like the gargoyles. I think they're fun. I have no idea if they are all dudes. Is it time to talk about the gargoyles? Yes, it's time. The gorgiles. Gorgles. <laughs> there was a one a wife swap episode and the the lady was screaming about somebody being demonic and you know how people get like that. Um and she said gorgiles <laughs> instead of gargoyles. That's cute. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, the Gorgals, uh, are, I believe they're just in his head. You think so. I think not. Okay. I think that they are real, and we know this. We know this. We know this. Because at the end fight, they're helping out. Right. And, and yeah, right? in that moment, I was like, oh, shit, are they actually real? So they have to be real. Not necessarily. Yes. Yeah, I think I think they are fucking with Quasimodo for fun. That is my theory. I think That's really perverse. Right? I think they just turn into statues when Frollo's around and then the rest of the time they are magic. I mean, just think about that. What kind of friends are those? Dickheads. For real. But also we experience these characters and it still leads me to believe they're fucking with them. <laughs> This guy, Quasimodo, ends up believing that Esmeralda is madly in love with him because of these gorgiles. Well, yeah, that's true. They, yeah, they are definitely. And again, that's why I like my theory better that they're just in his head because it's it represents all these like things that are psychological uh, damage, uh, anxiety, and depression, and all that. Um, and they lead sure. him into the wrong like choices like they alter his like perception of what's going on um that's why i was thinking yeah he he's seeing this like he has to make up friends they're basically his uh his conscience his invisible friend yeah but um you know which can manifest all kinds of things that um you know you're trying to work through he's he's definitely working through some stuff i like the theory, I just prefer mine because it's more insane. And and but there's evidence for yours. Yeah. I, until they actually start participating in the fighting, mm-hmm. it's unclear. I would even argue that there's concrete evidence Oof. for mine. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, it does start though. They uh, one of them uh, teases. Is it? Oh, the goat. Yeah, one of them teases the goat. Teases the goat. Right. We have that moment. He's like in love with the goat and he makes little kissy faces. So they can snap in and out of it anytime. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, they're probably real. And they're definitely fucking with Quasimodo. And that's not, I mean, it's worse. Uh, Unfortunately, that reality means some terrible things about these characters. Yeah. It means everybody's messing with him. And I don't necessarily love that. No. They serve as comic relief. I'm just confused by them more than anything else. Most of the time when we have these kinds of characters, it's very clear what their goals are, but it's also very clear what their archetypes are. Like we have Winnie the Pooh style characters. Mm. Rabbit is obviously uh, very OCD. Eeyore, depressed. 
here we don't really have that. They're all just kind of the same character. One of them is gross. I guess he chews, the bad guy. He, no, no, no. Uh, the, I'm still talking about oh, the. You're still talking about the gorgiles. Yeah, one of them chews with his mouth open. The other one, I'm not sure what his deal is, but he's like a strong dude. And then Laverne, I don't know if Laverne is a, a man, a woman, or neither. It's like this old lady. You know, um, it, is it not the lady from Night Court? <laughs> The bailiff lady. Oh, that would be really cool. That's who she reminds me of, actually. Uh, Selma. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I don't think so. Um, while I'm at it, this is the trouble with watching. No, it's Jane Withers. Um, this is the trouble with watching animated movies and then immediately talking about it. Um, What's that? We have to look up some of the actors. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they are supposed to be funny, and they're not generally. But I did think that the song that um, Jason Alexander does is the best song in the movie. Which one is that? The only one he's the lead in. Wait, which one is Jason Alexander? I don't remember. Dude from Seinfeld. I never watched Seinfeld, <laughs> and I feel like we've covered that a lot on this podcast. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What wait. is his role? Are you tell me which of the Gorgals are which? What? Name the characteristics. And oh, oh okay. There's the strong one. That's Victor. There's the one who eats a lot. That's Hugo. And then there's Laverne, who's like sassy. What, what does Hugo look like? Is he the tall one or the shorter Hugo one? Hugo is the um, short one. Okay, I think it's him. Okay. And he sings a song. He kind of does, yeah. It's like the love uh, song they're trying to convince yeah. yes. Quasimodo that like, love. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> because I like Jason Alexander, I thought it was one of the better parts of the movie. But, yeah, no, there are yeah. so many songs in this, and that's the one that you like. Yeah, I didn't really like any of them. Um, if we're going to talk about songs just real quick, the parallel between like Heaven's Light, that song, and then Hellfire, like immediately following it, is so intense. Like Quasimodo's yeah. over here and he's like, how could I be in heaven's light when I'm like this? And there must be a reason why I look like this, right? And then we have this disgusting man. Okay, this scene <laughs> is frightening to me as like a full grown <laughs> woman. I feel like, oh my God, this I'm, disgusting I'm going to hell. He's thirsty for Esmeralda. So he makes this whole song. And the second, like, the big creatures with the red hoods pop up, I'm, I'm fucking done. Like, it's so intense. Yeah. And this is it's in a kid's movie. It was drawn in a way that made me look at it and say, this looks like all one thing. Meaning all the different individuals that are supposed to be in robes. Yeah. It looked like a pattern. And sure enough, that's oh, what happened is yeah. they all kind of like meld together Yeah. at the end of that. Well, the artwork for it is beautiful. I think just It like is pretty nice. Animated fire. I'm entranced. I, I don't think it's consistently good because like I said, some of the character designs fucked, but um, it's definitely well animated and I mean, the backgrounds yes. are beautiful and a lot of it looks like um, a video game where like uh, early final, not early final, like... Uh, golden era final fantasy uh Nerd. where they have like these painted beautiful backgrounds and then the characters move within those mm. um yeah and so in some scenes it looks like that so it, it's really nice looking 
It's really nice. It's always twilight. I appreciate that. Yeah. That scene in particular, though, is so intense and so scary and so inappropriate for a children's film. Um, that I'm confused. Like, it's at this point in the movie, I'm like, why did they even try to make this kid friendly? Why did they make this at all then? That's what I'm saying. Like, you could just, Disney could have like reached out to Touchstone or some other affiliate and just been like, hi, we want to make a hunchback movie. Can we do it? They want to make a movie that's about inclusivity and not judging people. And they chose like this really extreme, and, and this must be public domain by this point. The book, yeah. So it's free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they just roll with it, even yeah. though it's incredibly convoluted. Yeah, they retrofit it to their purpose because those elements are kind of there, I, I would imagine, even in the original story. But Jesus, man, um, this is definitely not a thing that works for kids. No, 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 no. And we kind of get to the end of the movie and Quasimodo's like not going to go out and help Elsmeralda because she just kissed uh, Phoebus. Mm-hmm. Um so he's basically saying, like, I can't get the pussy, so I'm not going to help out. Oh, yeah, he mad. Yeah, okay, he's though. mad. And then he has to, like, roll over and be like, fine, I'll go help these people that are now in danger. Well, I mean, he got burned, dude. What are you going to do? He got burned, dude. And, it, and, and what do you, I mean, you, you're just going to snap right back? Yeah. We do have that moment, it's though. High expectations. Where, like, these two guys, okay, the soldier and then Quasimodo, like, they know that they both like the same woman and <laughs> yeah. they know who's going to win. <laughs> so we get this moment where Quasimodo <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Where he's, like, finally going to go help an entire group of people because he got over being. Um, I don't want to say butthurt anymore. Yeah, it's that, that's old. Tushy uh, troubled. Tushy troubled. <laughs> he got over being tushy troubled. <laughs> and we have like a joint man sniff where you're like, fight, 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 fight. Fine. Yeah. Like, that's so good. It's so fun. So right after that, they're traveling uh, underground, like in the sewers and shit, and it's just skeletons everywhere. It's, Bones fucking yeah. everywhere. And these motherfucking uh, Romani mm-hmm. that are just apparently, there is a city. They they mentioned some like hidden city somewhere yeah. uh, underground, and sure enough, here it is. But like, these motherfuckers dressed up like skeletons? Like 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 skeleton enough to for a dude to walk right by you when you're in a pile of skeletons and you don't look like you're just in costume. I skeletons? mean, when you are walking through a sewer that is just covered in skeletons, are you looking at the skeletons directly in the eye, or are you just like head down? Keep but is going. it like a black, like you know, stretch spandex suit with a skeleton paint on well, it? I mean, like, everybody's wearing tights at this point, so <laughs> they got that part down. Or did they like strap bones to themselves? Like what happened? As I a child, know. I assume they strapped bones to their body. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, I I think they they put black clothing on. Mm-hmm. And then strap the bones to their body. Agreed. Yeah, okay. Yes. Terrifying. In my mind, and what a move. Yeah. yeah. Survival, man. Like, that's intense to have to do that, to put <laughs> so, bones. I just said terrifying, and, and then I looked at it down in my notes, and <laughs> this shit is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 
Oh my god! But it is. <laughs> It's scary. It's supposed to represent like some cathedral or something that's in France that has a, a shit ton of bones in it. France seems grody. France is weird, man. Like France is really good at torturing people, and I don't want to go to anywhere that's good at that. <laughs> Listen so. to us, like just slamming France. We don't know a goddamn thing about France. Somebody at work the other day was like, "Oh, you gotta go to." Paris. Like, no, I gotta go not where people are. I'm gonna go anywhere but where people are. And definitely not France. You wanna go where people know, where everybody knows your name. Exactly. I'm gonna go to Boston. Let's go to Boston. Boston, here we come. Boston. How do we like them apples? Yeah, and they're just gonna hang uh, the two good guys, or two <clears throat> good guys. Uh huh. Uh, without like trial or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're doing corporal punishment and all that shit in this kids' movie. It's beautiful. It's great. Did I say corporal? Corporal? <laughs> Cardinal? Did I mean to say something else? Who cares? Capital? All right. Well, I don't know how much more we can talk about this. Um, I mean, the only thing left hunchback is just of hunchback sanctuary fame. where he's like holding oh. her over his head. All the sanctuary talk. Hey. Yeah. Say sanctuary. She's Say like, claim sanctuary. He's like trying to convince her early on. And then he just turns around and says, she said sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck off, man. Can't do what anything. is this rule? What is this rule? I, I'm enamored by it uh, because of The Simpsons. Where Homer runs into the church <laughs> sanctuary. Really? Um, yeah, it's one of the best moments from The Simpsons. But um, I don't know that I know this one. That's insane. Yeah, it's really funny that uh, it's done so often in this. Yeah, it's kind of the whole point. Like the church yeah. is supposed to be the saving Sanctuary. space. Uh, it's sad. It's emotional. Where do they get all the hot fire from? Nobody knows. Dylan spits the hot fire. They spit it. Yep. They spit it all over the place. <laughs> uh, and that's that's kind of the movie. Yeah. Really. The, uh, I mean, if you ask me what happened at the end, I don't know. It's a, it's a mess. Frollo ends up dying because a gargoyle comes to life. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. They can do it. Uh-huh. This furthers my argument. They the gargoyles Just like are alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it snaps off and uh, starts to eat Frollo. I don't know. But anyway, they fall into the fire. It <laughs> seems like an important detail. I'd, he like opens his mouth. It looks like he's going to eat. And then they hit the ground. And I don't. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just scary. But this does prove that the gargoyles do come to life. Yeah. And the ultimate hero is the one that killed Frollo, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the The real story. The name just drives me nuts. Is it Yolo or Frodo? I mean, it can't be both. Claude Frollo. Claude Frollo. Claude. What a name. What a name. What a name. What a mighty bad name. <laughs> uh, I think we're at my least favorite part of our process. Ryan, <laughs> in this film that you do not like, and I can tell, <laughs> what is your highlight? Oh, okay. Uh, when the goat burps. Ah, yeah! <laughs> Into the bell? Yeah. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, it's just like the first time they're up there, and like, you know, she walks through and echoes in the bell, and... The goat does a burp, just happens to be on the under the bell. 
I got curious and I did look up what the goat's name means. Oh, what is his name? The goat's name is Jolly. D-J-A-L-I. Oh, okay. Um, and it either means boy or free. Neat. Yeah. I like his, uh, he's got a big old earring. Oh, she has the other one. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's cute. Pretty cool. So yeah, I like the goat. The goat I do was probably too. the best part. Yeah. In that, I love that particular moment. So, uh, low light would be the eyes of Notre Dame <laughs> when they're singing the first song about the eyes of Notre Dame, like they're cutting to the statues, and the eyes really are creepy as hell. It's like really jarring. Have you seen pictures of Notre Dame? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't paid that much attention. I, I don't really care. So sure. I, I can't say that I, I've ever really, like really paid that much attention to it, but I've definitely seen pictures of the building. The eyes are intense. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's that period. It does have a lot of intense art like that. And it's supposed to be like condemning, right? It's yeah. supposed to make you fear God. It, it's about the fear of God, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. No, the eyes are insane. Uh, and I thought they did a fun job of depicting that, but also like it's still a cartoon, mm-hmm. so you can only take it but so seriously. I can only take it but so seriously. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, Kaylee, what is your highlight for this movie that you brought to me? Okay, so my highlight is... All right, everybody, I'm happy. All right, everybody. That was EU Experience Unlimited, uh, the butt, (laughs) 1988 song. I'm doing the butt. Uh, What is the official title of this thing? Um, The butt? (laughs) It's just the butt. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) really shook. I'm sorry. Um, it's a joke, right? Like, it's, no. It's okay, not- so let me tell you. Let me tell you a little background. Uh, so, in 1988, I went to see the movie School Days, which is one of uh, Spike Lee's. I might be his first movie, even. Even School Days, and um, this song was in that movie. It's on oh, the soundtrack. Cool. Okay. And my mom also bought me the soundtrack on cassette. Mm. At the time, I lived with my grandparents, and I remember vividly. Yeah. Bringing this, like, listening to this song over and over and over again. Now, this is a go-go song. For anybody that doesn't know what go-go is, uh, the origins are in D.C. We live in the uh, DMV. And 
we uh, love GoGo. I uh, grew up with GoGo. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of all my friend group, of course. I have a lot of friends that are way into that shit. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I get the vibe, man. Like that's a local thing. Not a lot of people understand this beat. It's a very unique thing to this area. But anyway, EU had a hit with this, which you don't have a lot of GoGo hits. There's not a lot of those in. I mean, T Pain's got a hit about GoGo's. Okay, that's different. <laughs> but yeah, so this was this was a big deal. Um, and School Days is about black colleges. This is kind of the video that we just watched for this song is um, kind of fratty. You know, it's it's got the uh, dance squad kind of elements to it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very school themed. So yeah. that that's why that is because it's it's from this movie School Days, and that's why you did, did you notice Spike Lee is in the video? No, I, I'm assuming no. he directed the video. I did not. Yeah, he is he the guy holding the camera? Like yeah. what? Oh, yeah. okay, with okay. The ball cap as usual. Gotcha. Okay, interesting. I think I was too mesmerized by uh, doing the butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's ow. It's, it's very cameo, but yeah, it's, but, but it's a joke, right? It's like, not a joke. It's, it's a not, great song. It's but it's doing the butt, doing the butt. Okay, but it's doing the butt. Yeah, like it. It's a. It's not a joke. It's a dance. It's a different time. Okay, it meant something else. Was doing the butt. It's a dance. In the non-dance way, oh, follow me. Okay. Doing the butt in the non-dance way, was that as well known <laughs> of a thing? In I 88? don't know. I would assume that uh, it is not. Having, uh, like I have grown up in the time that I have grown up and I am subject to its rules. I watched a comedy special recently and this guy was like, y'all millennials out here just licking ass. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a very normal... Isn't that Chris Rock? Yeah. It might be. Yeah. Um, that's a very normal thing in conversation, right? With like my peer group. Licking ass? Yeah, but I understand that that is a completely foreign concept to anyone well, older. Not a concept foreign, but an, a talking point foreign. Right. It's just general conversation, right? That seems weird. So when I watch this, I think I have a very different perspective on it because we just talk very openly about, you know, all kinds of sexual preferences. Sure. Yeah. So this is not about doing in the butt. The it's n- about a dance. Okay. It's about just sticking your butt out and dancing. That's fun. I like that. I'm pretty sure it's not a joke. I am pro stick don't your break, butt out don't there break and e- a- Don't break the achy my heart. I will not. I will not <laughs> break the achy. this is uh, such a good childhood memory for me and I, it's always been such a fun song to think about. Okay. I'm just confused having seen this. That's all. I'm very confused. I don't I'm still processing. It's the kind of thing I feel like, you know, I played on repeat. It just influenced me somehow. Ah. Yeah. Did you do the butt? Uh, It's easy to. Speaking of influencing me, did you notice all the, like, bike pants, all the tight, short? Yeah. That they were wearing? Yeah. So I remember being a little kid, and I must have gotten it from this now that I that I think about it, because I, I, I have mm. no idea why I would why I was inspired to do this, but I went to Ames, 
which was a store at the time, and I bought bike pants like that, like the tight bike pants. Like, really? And, and I bought a neon green and a neon pink, or ne- yeah, neon pink, I think. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I wore that shit. I was a little boy wearing like tight ass pants. <laughs> Cool. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think about it now Why and I'm embarrassed about that? wearing but that. Like, I'd never wear that shit right now. See, this is insane. When, by the time I was going to high school, like, guys were just wearing yoga pants and that was oh, like a normal yeah. thing. You know, like, this just, uh, this is where the difference lies. I guess I wore like little uh, tidy whities in those. Because I'm trying so to think of some lines going on. I must have. It must I'm have been weird. Assume. I don't think that's that weird. I'm a kid, though. I don't know anything. Nobody told me anything. <laughs> I literally almost bought a pair of neon green biker shorts the other day. I was just they shopping were black online with stripes like neon stripes that's on the so side. So cool! Like I would wear those. <laughs> Do you still have them? Fuck no. <laughs> I would wear those. I was like eight. I could seven that. maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, they're bike shorts. They're stretchy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ames and Garrisonville. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't see any problem with bike shorts on a dude. I on think a little that, boy? On a, on a man who, or on a boy who identifies as male, I don't see I don't remember problem. them being comfortable. I don't think I wore them very long. Hmm. But you remember that story about me and Gene like busting up dudes in the uh, Batman like yes. motif? Like, um, oh, I have a full the Bat picture. Boys. Sorry, Bat Boys. Um, I think I was wearing those bike yeah, shorts. I have a I much fuller them. picture now. <laughs> like That's big great. baggy Batman shirt, and then those tight ass. I think I might have been wearing those. That's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, we were talking about the butt, but we could probably just stop uh, we after we go over what your favorite thing was. Um, obviously, do it in the butt. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not do it in the butt. <laughs> it is. It is though. <laughs> do it in the butt. I'm okay. not wrong. <laughs> What's your least favorite thing? Um, I didn't like that. We uh, have this close angle and people are like dancing and it's almost like the fish islands effect, right? Mm. Like everything just looks really cool at whatever angle they're filming at. And then we zoom out and we see how stupid this all looks. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't a good move. It was not great. (laughs) Yeah, it broke. uh, Yeah. And I mean, like everybody in this fantastic, really good. I like it. You know, for what it is, I, I'm not a big go-go fan, so this is a really interesting thing for me to even discuss, right? Like, I, yeah. I like what's going on here. I just didn't like that we have this really, really cool shot, and then we pan out, and it it looks like a bunch of people in a crowded hallway <laughs> doing the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it a joke? Am I being wrong? You got me, you know, you keep harping on it and now you got me wondering myself. I don't know because I mean, it's Spike Lee. Like, I would not put that. I got to look into it now. I don't know. Yeah. I have to assume it is not. I was there in real time. It all felt very natural, which leads me to my favorite thing, which is how organic the whole damn thing is. It's really not that pretentious. It's not that they're setting, setting it up, but people are still behaving like naturally. They're not like, um, I don't know. It just feels so organic to me. Uh, 
even the idea of the song. It's just the go go flow. Like yeah, you it's say, very so many natural di- to do it in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> It is cool. Yeah. Yes. All right. Least favorite thing. Let's see. Um, my least favorite thing is if this is what inspired me to buy those shorts, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aww. so bad. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry. I hope it did not influence me, but it might have been the movie. I saw the movie. So the movie might have done that. Yeah, maybe. It didn't weird you out at all that it was like women wearing the biker shorts? Well, there's dudes doing it too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was, it was just the thing. It was right. the, it was a thing. You were doing the, done the thing. thing. The done thing. There you go. Yeah. Not weird at all. Well, we have done the thing and we are about to get back to the back of punches. So watch out for these word punches. <laughs> Drug. My highlight was the goat. Burping into the bell. <laughs> How could it not be? It's so cute. It's the best part um, of the whole movie. I love the goat. The goat is adorable. He's the goat. In this whole entire... He's the, the goat. goat. Is the goat. Exactly. Um, I guess if I were to take like a more artistic highlight approach, this go around, <laughs> I really like that when Quasimodo like has this turn of fate and he's like going to start taking charge of his life, he... <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a way to put that. <laughs> he's like all chained, like, you know, Samson-like. He's all chained up to the church. Yeah, yeah. And he starts pulling on the pillars and stuff. Um, when he, well, that's a way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> pulling on the pillars. Okay. Yeah, he is. Yep, yep. In his chains. He was. Um, he has this turn of heart because Esmeralda is going to die. Mm-hmm. And he looks up, and then, like, his face is lit with the sun. Like, as he's looking up, like, the sun starts. So it's heaven's light, and just the whole, like, whoop, turn around. It's beautiful. <laughs> the whoop, turn around. Yes. I'm just saying. For it's, real, no. You're- it's amazing. I love how beautiful this movie is, but, like, the little lighting effects yeah well that yeah gorgeous i'm glad you said that because that is it's not just the animation and like how well drawn it all is but they do a really good depth effect with the shadowing on it all yeah and that's it's pretty unique i don't know that i've seen that in anything else at least not executed this well yeah it's incredible when we uh, there's like a little moment where we're like looking up the bell tower at all the bells and there's like little flecks of dust in the light. Yeah. Everything about it is so particular. Then cut to the sequel where the bell apparently has gems all up inside of it. But yeah, dude, the sequel we just don't <laughs> talk about. It's so bad. And I think it was made for TV. Okay. I know it. Yeah, that would make it sense. It didn't go to theaters. Um, and I have seen it, but not since I was like a wee child. <laughs> Least favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you got? The gargoyles. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about it already. I don't know if they're real or not. And that makes me feel like I'm the crazy one. And I'm not pro them being alive the whole entire time and just fucking with Quasimodo. That's a problem for me. Yeah. They are they are real though. You said they are real. Yeah. 
They are, which means they're fucking with Quasimodo because they're only not real when anybody else is around. But even if they're not real, well, I guess, okay, yeah. No, that makes sense. It's the point I was making, too, I guess. Furthermore, their song is my least favorite in the whole bunch. <laughs> wow. Because it's like, it's the song for, and it just, don't hate me for putting it this way, please. It's the song for the ugly kids. Hmm. In a way that it's like... Hmm. Flipping it over, you're one of a kind. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. There's no one like you. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. Right. (laughs) No. It's just, it doesn't age well, I don't think. It It is an empowering song for people that are not traditionally attractive. It's really not, though, because it's like, hey, you're ugly, but this woman might like you, and that somehow makes you worthy now because you weren't before. <laughs> what is is the purpose of this? It's about saying to someone you are beautiful. That's still fucked up, because that's not what the song is saying. The song not is, specifically, the but song you is have to, to feel like you are capable of being loved. The song is more saying, you are saying, (laughs) Jedi, (laughs) that you are beautiful to someone, and because of that, you're now worth something. That's not how worthiness works. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how worthiness works. Yeah. I mean, Um, Quasimodo should have self-worth because he's amazing at wood carving, and he has a beautiful man voice. They're just trying to keep him quasi-motivated. (laughs) <laughs> that took so long to get to <laughs> that's like, their whole purpose really yeah why did we not say this like <laughs> 20 you minutes know, ago they've got his back no oh, no <laughs> that's so mean um i like the song I didn't like it. Sorry, that's your low light. All it right, is. well, um, I think, I don't know that I've learned anything about anything tonight. You don't know where, like, my childhood fear from God came from? Well, fear that, of God came from? I think from? that comes from a lot more other sources than a kid's movie. Yeah. But uh, the fact that this was a periodic thing based on special occasions is definitely telling about like what the threshold was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was like the film had a built in conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have to talk your kids through this. It's like watching girl interrupted. It's like watching girl interrupted. Um, There's a built in conversation that happens between parent and child after that viewing. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. It, 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 it does say some, some things about your environment, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. And it's dark and scary and show sure enough impactful. So that skeletons. The yeah. <laughs> bones. They should have uh, rated PG for frequent skeletons. Yeah. Rated PG for, I thought you were making it like a, I thought you were trying to spell it out. That's my bad. Skeletons? It's rated PG and then PG would stand for. <laughs> <laughs> for what? 
punishing gypsies. That's all this movie does. And that is the lowest light of all. And I did learn that Victor Hugo hated these people for some reason. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Would you run away or would you make this bitch famous? Yeah, I can't do this again. I'm, I'm not into it. That's fine. I remember there being like toys and stuff too. It's just perverse to me. I'm really, I had the lunchbox. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm really, really. The lunchbox of Notre <laughs> Ding dong, it's lunchtime. Oh boy, ring that dinner bell. <laughs> Yeah. So there were toys, tons of franchising. It's Disney, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Just a weird thing to adapt in this way. I'm so glad that I did watch it again. It is beautiful. And because I'm watching it as an adult who suffered through an English degree, I understand a little bit of the Latin. So that kind of makes more sense. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to get that upon earlier viewings. So I, I got more from the film this time than I think I ever have. Oh, really? And that's okay. really nice. That is cool. It actually made me look up the actual story. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and I had no interest prior <laughs> to this. So, so that's that. That's all your hate for Victor. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Anything else? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. What I'm thinking... I'm not really thinking of much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, this, uh, it just, it, it's checking that, that box for me of, yeah, just Disney doing Disney weirdness. Yes. Like, don't, not really feeling like I missed anything if I had never seen this, you know. Um, it's important because it's important to you, but otherwise, like, as a film, yeah, I I certainly would never have stumbled upon this. No, by that's kind of also the point of the podcast is like you would not watch this film under Way off any the path, yeah. un- other context. Yeah, and right. I don't even stay on the beaten path that often, but this is definitely way out of my purview. It's way out. I'm happy to pull you out of like your normal film space. Yeah, my swamp. You're saying <laughs> get out of my swamp. All right, I have one final question. I oh. think you know it. Oh. Oh, no, he's already smiling, folks. <laughs> Ryan, what we watching next? What we watching next? Okay, this was tough. I, I was compelled <laughs> to do another uh, an animated movie. I haven't really done many. Wow. Um, but I decided not to. I, I felt like, you know, for the audience, maybe not do that back-to-back without any sort of theme or anything. It just seemed to be too much. Yeah. So I wanted to do something genuinely good, in my opinion, and something I haven't seen in a long time, too, so it's still like on the older part of my list, Um, and something I think you really, really need to see. Okay. Inner Space. Inner Space. This is, um, here, hold on. In her space? <laughs> Interspace? It's a 1987 movie. Okay. It's comedy. Okay. So I don't want to say too much. Can you show me the picture? No. Martin Short is in it, though. Okay. I haven't seen it. I know all the Martin Short films. Dennis that Quaid I've seen. is in it. 
I definitely know all the Dennis Quaid films that I've seen, and this is not one of them. Okay. You're going to love this movie. I remember it very fondly. It's a crazy concept, so really looking forward to that. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We hope you had an amazing Easter, and uh, we hope that if you watched this film prior to listening, you're okay. We, Which one? We uh, This film in particular. The, the Back of Hunches? The Back of Hunches. We hope that you are okay and not like terrified of fire now. <laughs> you bunch of Frankensteins. That, that would be really bad um, if we caused that. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to make you guys on fire. Wait, what? Or afraid. I was saying afraid, afraid of fire? Afraid of fire. Afraid of fire, afraid of fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Find us on the interwebs. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing. <laughs>